welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Contender of the Fate. I am your host, Robert Jones. I thank the Lord for you on this September the 16th, 2017. Amen. I pray that you are blessed and the Lord faces shining upon your life on this beautiful Saturday. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We ask you, Lord, that you will continue to bless us. Lord, we ask you to forgive us any sins we've committed, Father. We ask you, Lord, to touch each and every person that's listening, Lord. Give us the desires of our hearts. We come against time bumps in the body, sickness and disease. We come against attacks of the mind. We come against oppression, depression. We come against every witchcraft spell sent our way. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to send willing witnesses to our family members and that your ministering angels will minister the gift of salvation to our loved ones, Lord Jesus. We come against debt. We come against um, accidental debt. We come against suicide. We come against everything that the enemy would try to come against your people with, Lord Jesus. Let the word of God continue to be strong in our lives. We ask you, Lord, for your guardian angels to continue to protect us. We come against every retaliation. We come against every attack against this broadcast. In the name of Jesus, we come against mind-binding spirits. We come against anything that does not line up with your word. And we love you for what you have done and will do. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I thank the Lord for you on today. Amen. The Lord is gracious upon your life. Amen. I believe and pray that life has become better for you. That things are looking up. I thank the Lord for you on today. <clears throat> Amen. For those who are look, looking, uh, interested in... Uh, following us or listening to us live you can at uh 10:30 a.m eastern standard time that's 10:30 a.m eastern standard time that's on sunday mornings 720-820-1583 720-820-1583 and we have live sunday service and you can tune in and check us out i thank the lord for you for tuning in Amen. And also you can uh, check our website out at www.noflesh.org. You can check us out on Facebook. Amen. We thank the Lord for you. The Lord is special. Amen. In your life. I mean, I know he is. I know he's special in your life. I know you want the Lord to do something special for you. And I believe he will. And he has done it. Amen. We are excited once again. Amen. To give you another installation, installment of our little series we're doing, the survival guide to the church. I'm noticing we're getting a lot of people are starting to listen to it. That's wonderful. And we started this broadcast because, well, we started the broadcast because I, um, you know, I believe that there is a in fact, I know there's a spirit out in the land that is trying to remove uh, the people of God away from what is right, and um, and, and this it's just it's just a it's an it's an attack really on the body of Christ where uh, there's an attack on the church, there's an attack on the people, just to remove people from what is right. What has been working for everyone else is not working now because why? A lot of times we just have become impatient. And that's some of it. So that's the broadcast got started out from the, um, just opposing unbiblical sayings. That's why we call it Content of the Faith. That's in Jude 1 and 3. But this series, particularly, the Survival Guide to the Church, 
this was something that the Lord laid on my heart to do because of um, so many people are leaving the church and it for reasons that really honestly um, something happened something happened someone else did something something they saw something they experienced but it wasn't him and unfortunately because God is um, supposed to be in the churches and I believe he is in some of them um, people tend to blame God and I am an advocate for Christ I'm an advocate for God I don't want anybody to blame my father for anything you think about your own uh, physical relatives you know you have family members and we don't it, it, what, what's amazing about God he's a good God and some people will still blame him for things he didn't do now we have family members that's no good we have family members that's no good and yet we uh, 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 protect them and we stand up for them well, how much more God you know who who's righteous and holy so that's what this is about standing up for the Christ amen and I know you are too amen so that's how we that's the reason why we do the survival guide for the church we on part five on today part five living holy before God living holy before God that's a powerful powerful thing that um that we should be doing amen living holy before God unfortunately this subject has become a do what you think is right type subject what many people saying because I saw those who claim they were holy do otherwise I don't need anyone to explain to me what holiness is that's like saying because others drive thoughtless I'm not driving anymore but if I do drive don't tell me about how I drive or either because others drown in a lake doesn't mean I can't swim in it I'll be more careful than they were so the problem with this thinking is in all three of the examples that I use all three of them that I talked about we, it, it shows how a person's perception affects their ability. The way they perceive things. The way they perceive things. The way they saw things. The way they experienced things. It changed the way they looked at it from then on. And this unfortunately uh, kind of moves off into our thinking. And it moves us away from God. And it, it's, it's most of the church honestly has been infiltrated with people that are watching other people and leaving the church because of other people so living holy before God is just that living holy before God is just that ensuring your life is honoring him in all that you do by allowing his word to be your instructor what has happened what has happened in the church or in Christendom is outright rebellion that's pretty much what has happened let's just be honest it's just outright rebellion people have totally removed what the Bible has said regarding living holy and have upgraded the word of the Lord to accommodate their own desires that's pretty much to me in a nutshell what's going on people have changed what was holy and they and they got this spiritual upgrade of this this knowledge and they have removed what the Bible is saying um, you know so that's, that's this is some of the problem 
then when these people are questioned or you comment on what they're doing they claim to have a deeper revelation than you do regarding the father and how he views us much of this thinking has been birthed from betrayal rejection hopelessness that many have experienced ultimately this is an antichrist spirit but even be, even on a greater level not even a great level but it's antichrist but 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 it's mixed in with a little gnosticism and the gnostic beliefs is that they had a greater knowledge of the bible than you did than i do they understand the revelation went beyond regular people and this is what ha was this is what has happened in the body of christ with so many things that the bible talk about when you read it the bible say do this and somebody else come along and say and that's not really what it was meaning and it's mostly in flesh it's fleshly based things so the gnostic belief look look that up i don't have the time to go into because i'm not really teaching on that right now but look up gnostic gnosticism is G N O S T I S uh, C um, M? I think if that's not mistake, if I'm not mistaken, and um, wait, G N O T I S C S M, something like that. But look it up and see what it means, and you will see the f the similarity. It was actually all in the New Testament. Paul is dealing with it, and it's just making yourself to be more. Uh, knowledgeable than other people and that's the spirit that's in the land and this is really what's attacking the church and when you're dealing with living holy before God it even deals with that um, so so regretfully many believers learn quickly that much of what they were following was a lethal mixture of control and manipulation mixed with the Bible many of these people are hurt and distraught and have an issue with living holy before God because they followed they went in some churches some places and they find out and they found out that a lot of what they was being taught was a lot of control manipulation um, and it was just mixed in with the Bible and that's just let's just be honest so feeling let down I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the thinking of these people because I'm not one and I always use this this example. You know, one of the things, one of the biggest things the church, the modern church talk about a lot is um, Jezebel. The Jezebel, spirit of Jezebel. And we talk about this um, before. But, you know, Jezebel can be a female or a male because it's really a control manipulation spirit. It's not just stuck to female. But some preachers like to use the word Jezebel a lot. And I will seldom use it uh, just to, uh, for example purposes. But when you deal with the spirit of Jezebel, you deal with manipulation not necessarily a woman but it could be whoever is manipulative okay because it's a spirit it's a spirit and so when you deal with this Jezebel spirit people like to deal with that and say women this and women that now I understand there's some strong women there's some manipulative women but there's also some strong men some manipulative men and when I say strong not as being a man you're supposed to be a, a man a strong man I'm talking about strong as far as you are controlling okay so what they do, they deal with the spirit of Jezebel and how the woman is, but they don't deal with how she got there. See, you can't be effective in ministering the Word of God to people when you're not effective in how you minister. You have to go get the backstory. 
you know, I always say, you know, one thing, uh, studying the Word of God and getting putting together sermons and dealing with how you're going to present something, you have to go do a backstory. So how is it that the church uh, ministers, preachers, people that minister the Word of God get the backstory to present their message, but when it comes to these spiritual things like Jezebel, how does it get that way? So you have to go to the backstory, not of Jezebel, of these women are strong, and many times you'll find broken homes and issues. So you have to first remove the hurt. You cannot tell a person to move on into the hurt is move so when we're dealing with how we have an issue with this holy living it's because these people many people has been have been betrayed by folks that say they were something that they were not so after these people saw that what they experienced in these churches in these places in these wherever they went that people say they were holy okay they saw it was a mixture of manipulation mixed with the Bible so these people were, they felt like they were let down this is something I observed. This is something I've seen. This is something I hear. This is something that when we counsel people, talk to people, we hear this. This is the stories we hear over the years and years and years. So they feel let down. So these individuals form their own belief system based off of what they understood to be righteous. That's not right, but that's what they've done. In addition, now this is where this is where more of the extra come in much of what they believe to be God's blessing because when they do what they do they feel as though God is blessing them in their new way of thinking so much of what they believe to be God's blessing and anointing upon their lives in many cases is just his grace and mercy that he gives us all so because I left the traditional setting and now I you know do my own thing I can wear what I want to wear say what I want to say cuss like I want to cuss, do anything I want to do and I can still feel the anointing and presence of God many times that's just the grace of God of course we know if we go deeper it could be the, uh, the, the enemy come as an angel light and making him believe this but some of these people really do they haven't been, they haven't strayed far enough away where the Lord has left them so they are taking the anointing that they feel upon in life or uh, the presence that they feel that is of God they putting it as though it's approval and God is alright with them when in actuality it's just his grace and he love us and he don't want us to uh, um, to uh, to shipwreck he don't want us to leave him just like if you have kids and and and, and your kid do something wrong are you gonna immediately dismiss them are you gonna get them are you gonna tell that kid you're no longer my son you're no longer my daughter. No, you're going to give them grace. You're going to still show them love. There's many parents who have children that's on drugs. And vice versa. Many parents are on drugs and the children are not. Vice versa. And you still, did, I mean, they steal from you. They rob. They do all kinds of things. But you still, if they come knock on door and say, please, could you give me a place to stay? Could you give me some bread? Many people will still give them a place to stay, a piece of bread, because they're still a relative or still uh, kin or related to them. So how much more God, the creator of all? So many times these people feel this anointing or this present and they believe it's approval. But really it's his grace that he gives to us all. So this, now this is where the problem comes in. So this drives many to continue in their way of doing what they're doing. But they have a defiance with it and a self-righteousness. And ultimately, they repeat the same cycles as the offender. 
So now they're thinking because they feel the presence of God or they feel something, then you know what? I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I, the Lord presence is upon me. People feel the presence that, that's upon them. But this just once again, grace and approval. The Lord know you've been hurt. The Lord wants your feelings. He don't want your feelings to be hurt. He wants you to be delivered. Amen. You got to forgive. You've got you forgot you got to forgive. So what you you went to the church, you saw the people wasn't right. You 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 saw you experienced people that said it was holy and they wasn't. But what about God? Is God does 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 God cease cease of uh, of being holy? Does does is he not holy anymore? Amen. I can't spend too much time on this because I have so much to try to cover in a short period of time. So meanwhile, God has given us His word. What he expects from us as it relates to holiness. While some battle each other over how free they can be by looking and acting uh, like the world. You see, while all along they say they're holy. So they believe they can wear what they want, say what they want, do what they want, and can still be holy. While the other side, on the other aisle, they, you know, they got the strict rest codes, the presentation, but many of their hearts are not changed because a lot of those people, that's the strict dressing and holiness, this and holiness, that, that's, that, that's the Bible. That's not an individual. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. The Bible talks about that, what we should do. But many times it's an argument and it's many times it's, it's, it's legalistic and it's a lot of other things tied with that. But there are 500 mentions in the Bible regarding holy or holiness. I will name only 10 of them. Pay attention. I thank the Lord for you callers. I mean, think, I thank the Lord for you listeners and the people that's on, that's listening right now. I'm going to name 10 of them. Holy God. Holy ground. Holy place. Holy garments. Holy day. Holy oil. Holy crown. Holy touch. Holy fruit. And the one that has become the most controversial, the one that people will argue over is holy people. Now it's amazing that all of those things I talked about, uh, let me make sure, they are, they are inanimate, they are not living. Now holy God is of course, but a lot of the rest of the things is not living. So if God didn't want us to be holy, and holiness is not part of a, a lifestyle change, you see, why would they have so many things holy? There's so many. If you do a search on holy and holiness, you will see so many things. There's even holy water, holy fruit. Ho so many different things use the word holy. Meaning it's set apart, set aside just for God. So holiness is, 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 is right. Not cliché. See, because, you know, some people do it cliché. Holiness is right. No, not that way. Holiness is right because it's God. Because God is not black. God is not white. God is not any one of those ethnicities. Now we know he's, the Bible talking about him being a Jew. You see. So it's bigger than our, our pump and circumstantial way we say things. You see. Sometimes we get caught up in, a, in the extra. No. God is not in the extra. He's just in about. He's just in what he's asking us to be. He, he's in us being holy. So it doesn't matter. How you view it or believe it, the Lord has always and always will desire for his people to be holy. And if you can't be holy, then you must rethink if you're his. That's it. And that's hard. But let me go on. And of course, when I say this, this is not for the new believers 
who are striving to understand this. This is not for you. Of course, you are called to be holy, but the Lord knows there's a growing process. This is for the grown believers, the scholars, the anointed ones, the ones that have learned something new. This Gnostic, this Gnostic teaching and, and teaching others to do it. That's for, that's for you guys. That's for the ones who know better. You know, when I was growing up, you know, I'm the oldest of, um, of five. And, um, and um, I remember that I used to get in trouble for things that, 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 uh, that I made, uh, uh, that, that I didn't do. Some things I might, might have done, but sometimes I got in trouble for things I didn't do. And one of the things my parents would tell me were, was, you the oldest. And so, you know, there was a responsibility I had to have as being the oldest. And there's a responsibility the body of Christ should have for people who have been saved for a while. You should be more responsible to ensure that you're not breaking people's hearts. And you even the other people. There are some people that love you. They love you, but you got funny ways. You acting unseemly you're not what we would call you're not what the bible uh talk about uh, uh living peacefully with people you know we can't do that the world is watching let's go into the word of god exodus 3 and 5 it says and he said draw nigh hither put off the put off thy shoes off thy feet for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Exodus 3 and 5. One of the first instances of the word holy in the Bible comes from this passage of scripture. Moses was called from the burning bush and the Lord told him stop where you was. Stop where you are. Take off your shoes Moses. Where you're standing is holy. Where you're standing is holy. The first thing the Lord noticed was what he had on his feet what he had on so you can't debate that God does not notice your attire and he tells you how to adjust it so all for all my people believe you could dress what you want how, how you want I get that in a sense meaning you don't want to be legalistic because if you can't afford something that's not what he's saying we're not dealing with the people who can't afford but make sure if you can't afford to dress appropriate as it relates to the Lord make sure when when you you know when it's church church people you know people say well you know when it comes to church you I don't have church clothes you know but make sure you're make sure you, when you do go buy clothes you buy something that's appropriate to wear in the house of God or wherever you're going fellowship around the people and even you know it really is honestly it's about a lifestyle that you live outside of church when I gave my life to the Lord you know I I gave my life to the Lord in the early nineties. And bell bottom suits were out. Bell, I mean, bell bottom suits was gone. People didn't wear bell bottoms, but for some reason, you know, I didn't. I didn't have suits and stuff, so I went to the Goodwill, and I purchased suits. But everyone I found was feeling like it was like a bell bottom type suit, but it was, you know, outdated type. It didn't matter to me. I put it on. I'm not telling you to do that. I mean, I'm not saying to you do that. But for me, that's how serious it was for me. You have to, you know, find your serious place with God. Your serious place with God. So for me, it was about dressing a certain way, wearing a suit, because to me, in my mind, that that you know that represented um, you know coming close to God and surrendering uh, my will to Him. But the Lord does and do uh, uh, pay attention to what we wear. So you can't just wear anything thinking that it's all right. 
Because if it would, if that was the case, he would have not told Moses nothing about his shoes. Something simple as a pair of shoes. He said, now, of course, you could look at this. You could go deep and make it flip it around and say, you know, it was custom. It doesn't matter how you flip it. He told him to take off his shoes. So the law paid attention to know what he had on. So don't, you know, give people all of this stuff about, you know, the, the law don't watch this. The law don't watch that. That's not what the scripture said. Psalms 145 and 17. The Lord is righteous. And all his ways. And holy. And all his works. The Lord is true. Honorable. Noble. And all his ways. And holy. And all his works. All the things God does. Or do is holy. If we say we are doing his works. Then we must be what? Holy. Because he himself is holy. We don't get to do things the way. We want to. And how we want, and then say it's holy. That is the most. The word we use coming up was cheeky. That simply means selfish, self-based. That's the most self-based, selfish thing you can do. Is the, you know, we all new to this place. I haven't been here before. I'm 45 years old. This is my first time on earth. I don't know anything. How can you just get here? You know, unless you're a demon, unless you're a devil. But if you're human, you're just getting here. You never did this before. So how do you, how can you take your one life you have and make a decision and say, what God word is saying. Because, you know, I got to turn it up. I got to have my fun. You see, the Bible say that God is holy. He desires for us to be holy. That's it. That's not an argument. That's just what it is. Moving on moving on Romans 12 and 1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service this scripture should be familiar to many people let's explore it a little bit more I beg you I urgently ask of you that you brethren be Holy. Uh, let me read that. Let me, let me do that again. I beg you. I urgently ask of you. That you brethren. By the kindness of God. By the kindness of God. By what good. He has already done for you. That you would bring. Pay attention to this. On your own. Not forced. Or coerced. That you will bring on your own your bodies, the whole you, mind, will, emotions. Bring all this before your God as your sacrifice to Him. While you are alive, while you have activities to your body, while you are healthy, a truthful sacrifice before God. Bring all this before Him. That is not a shame. To be honest about what's not right. Or how you feel. Or what you think. But you will present your body. And through you being truthful and honest. And have a desire to do better. Pay attention. Change will start to take place. At each presentation. Every time you present your body. 
every time you present your body in that in that sense in that in that place change will start to happen to you and eventually holiness will become a part of you so now you are holy you have been changed you have no desire to disappoint god through willful sin see the one of the key words of holiness be holy is to have no desires to willfully sin when i say willfully sin because you're human you're going there, there's just a humanistic part of you exists but on your own willfully sinning you're not looking to do anything to disappoint your God now you're acceptable and being acceptable holy and allowing yourself to be a sacrifice you're allowing this to happen because you're holy uh, and you're putting yourself as an offering before God a giving of oneself to him and because you did all of that that's the most reasonable a logical thing you can and should do isn't that beautiful isn't that beautiful it doesn't seem so hard the reason why there is these great debates as it relates to holiness is because many times people don't want to give up something I mean, you're talking about you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't fornicate, you can't commit adultery, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. So, many times people say, well, you can't do something. Well, how is serving God fun? Or how is serving God any benefit to me? You see, but you have to know most of what we fight for to do that's wrong. It's not even us. It's the thing that's sometimes living inside of you. Sometimes you need deliverance. Sometimes there's deliverance that have to take place inside of your body. So you won't desire the things that you desire. Many times people say, you know what? I just have a taste for this. I got a taste for that. I got to, I got to do this. I got to can't help us. Many times it's not really you. But because you don't. Because you don't. Fight it. And you fight it through deliverance. There's deliverance. Jesus went through deliverance. I mean, Jesus uh, uh, went 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 out and out and about delivering people, casting demons out, casting devils. The modern church don't deal with a lot of that. And, li- and if you don't have a deliverance ministry in your church, then the fullness of being uh, 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 right before God and fighting this thing is harder. Amen. Let's move on. Thank the Lord for you. First Peter one and fifteen. 1 Peter 1 and 15. 1 Peter 1 and 15 says, But as he which had called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. So we are called by a holy God. We're called by a holy God. And he expects us to be the same way. Which is what? Holy. It means to be separated from what unbelievers are doing. Not doing the same thing as them. And while you are at it. Be holy. And all your conversation. We don't get to say anything that comes to mind. Especially if it's vulgar. And even hopeless. And negative. See, sometimes we think about cussing, but what about your negative conversation, your hopeless conversation? So when you having a a, a a holy conversation, then you're not negative in your 
communication. You believe in God to do the impossible and the unthinkable. You believe in God to do the things that he said he was going to do in your life when you're uh, living holy. That's another part of being holy. Ephesians 4 and 24. It says, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created and righteousness and true holiness. Be changed. Be changed. You are not changed if you are doing the same things you did in the world. When your former friends from the world see you, they should see a difference in your life. People you used to know should have trouble recognizing you. Being changed is noticeable. Put on a new man. God has created you righteous like him. And to have true holiness which implies there are false holiness out there. There are false holy movements. The reason why the Lord say true holiness is because he knew there was going to have some people that were going to use the word holy and yet not be holy. See, there was a differentiation in this. See, he knew already that they was going to have this, have this to happen. This is why this is written. It deals with true holiness because there's one that's not true holiness. Amen? So there's a difference between the two. False holiness is circumstantial. Pay attention. False holiness is circumstantial. Meaning it's dependent on what's going on in your life. When life gets hard. People that have the false holiness. They leave God. And see when that happens. You need to recheck, recheck your dedication. You need to recheck your dedication. You know everything in life. Many things. A job. Um. Like like the military, the military has a uh, a uh, a name for people that leave uh, without being discharged. Uh, it's called AWOL. How many times have you become AWOL when it get hard and life gets hard? You go back into the world because many times we haven't surrendered. So true holiness is staying put. You know, fighting a good fight. Living holy before God. Because you know. You're serving him. Not people. You're, you're doing. You, he haven't done you anything. Sometimes we get caught up in the people. Living holy before God. You, you, on purpose. On purpose. You're living holy before God. It's just what you do. Amen. Amen. The last scripture for today. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 7. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 7. For God had not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. The calling that you have on your life is not designed for uncleanliness, dirtiness, or griminess. He didn't call you to set you up he didn't call you to set up you to set you up on your own way that you, uh, that you believe you should live before him he didn't call you so you can establish your own way to live before him he didn't call you for that being holy is a borrowed word being holy is a borrowed word word it's not even from this word this world this, that word is not from this world. That's a borrowed word. 
so we don't get to just hold it and apply it as we please because not even for us amen it means God can only show you how to be holy before him through his word if you're not reading the scripture you're not spending time with the word of God reading and praying and fasting and whatever the law give additional law give you to do then living holy before God becomes a problem many times we get caught up in living holy before God and then we need to show other people we holy that's that that's a waste of time you just live holy you don't have to show anybody anything you just live holy keep living people understand people know people people will feel the spirit that's upon you you see they, they, they will know that you're living holy but many times we uh, some people they get discouraged because no one is um, acknowledging them no one's giving them a pat on the back no one's giving them my attaboy you know you did a wonderful job you did good some people need someone to always acknowledge what they're doing you're gonna have problems all of your life not wanting people to acknowledge some people don't you have some people like to just be quiet and watch you to see if you really are who you say you are some people just don't really have time to be watching you because they're too busy living their own lives trying to live you know we got to expand this thing sometime every people don't always need to you know that was a hard thing for me at one time in my life i thought that you know it'll be more people um surrounding me and I'll be surrounding them we'll just be this big happy family of people living before God that does not happen so when people have different routes they go for God and you know ultimately we uh, desire and pray that we will get there <laughs> get to heaven all together one day but your route and the way the Lord sent you may not be the route he sent me so you be encouraged you keep living holy don't let a person offend you. Don't leave God because somebody told you something. Don't leave God. The church ain't God. The church is not God. The church is a representation. It it, it it's a um it's if um the police station is not the police. The police be in the police station, but that's not the police. You can't go to the building that the police the police station and say police uh station coming and 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 uh and and help me i got a problem no so the church represents the people first the body the people the physical bodies the people the body of christ but the church is a representation of 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 really pretty much a training ground we go there to get trained and we go out into the world that's really what it is so stop leaving god stop getting obsessed stop Debating what holiness and what it is based off of somebody else's legalistic view. Read the Bible on your own. Some people get upset. Well, you know, they're, they're too hard. They're too dogmatic. They're too legalistic. They're too uh, rough and tough. You can't worry about them. Because most of that is for them. When a person tell you stuff like, you you know, you got to live holy. You got to live holy before God. And they say those things. And that's wonderful. But most of that's for them. You know why? Because it's culture based. We we cultured. You know, a black person dealing with holiness is a little bit more different than a white person dealing with holiness. A Chinese with holiness is different. So we cultured. So you can't let culture get in the way of how you serve God. 
but don't get caught up in doing opposite because you're trying to prove to them you can still do what they do don't change don't go dressing unholy don't dress unbecoming as a man as a woman because you're trying to prove to them that you could do different that's rebelliousness that's witchcraft call it what it is that's what it is it's not about them proving to them anything if the law call you out from something you still be holy you ain't got to worry about all the rest of the people if they see you uh, and all that other stuff let me move on so so he didn't call you or I unto filth but he called us into holy living and on purpose mindset listen to this and on a on purpose mindset that seeks to please the father in all that we do despite of our own desires and wants I'm on purpose living holy I'm on purpose loving God I'm on purpose following him and wanting to hear what he have to say regarding my life I'm on purpose people of God Lord I ask that you will forgive me us we of our sins and that you will show us how to be holy before you I desire to become closer to you more than I have ever been I know that I can live holy I now know that I can live holy because your word says so I give up all things that will hinder me from experiencing a deeper relationship with you and I allow you to speak to my heart in advance before I make a foolish decision that bring me into condemnation and push me further from you from this day forward I will keep my eyes on what you say holiness is from your word and not on those around me that have become a stumbling block to me that's in Jesus name I pray amen well I enjoyed you the Lord love you and so do I I thank the Lord for you you be encouraged once again if you desire to listen to us live on Sundays you can at 720-820-1583 that's 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time you have listened to the content of the faith broadcast and I'm your host Robert Jones be blessed <music>